Welcome to the Bias Aside Podcast. Yes, sir. The podcast about everything NBA. It is me, your boy Jeff, and I got my boy JD. <laughs> we did not plan that. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta introduce yourself to the world. Sometimes um, you have to introduce yourself. Yeah, today's just me and JD. Uh Nye just somewhere being an excellent husband exemplary husband um and we're gonna hold it down for him this i should probably be following his example but Uh, we're here we're here to record yeah no no i mean listen man we all have our we all have our time you know today's his time next time might be your time you know yes um but yeah you know the the all-star break just happened we took a little bit of an all-star break ourselves (laughs) so you know but we're back this week uh and you got two episodes last week so don't be greedy amen Maybe that's a fact. And here's the thing. I promise you our episode will be better than the All-Star game. But we'll get into that. We'll get oh, into that yeah, later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I apologies if I sound a little weird. I'm a little under the weather. But I'm a trooper, and I'm going to make this episode happen. This your flu game, brother. This, this is, is your this, flu game. This is definitely my flu game, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, so let's just get into it. Let's get into some basketball. All-Star weekend. What were your thoughts? Let's start off with the... Did you watch the Celebrity Game or anything like that? Um, No, I did not watch no. the Celebrity Game. I'm not even going to act like I did. And it, <laughs> that, let me be honest. The only reason I don't is because I, I feel like I only know like four or five people out there and they're never that good. So it's just like, what's the point? Like if they have certain... There are certain people out there that are actually ballers. Like I would love to see like... I, don't, I won't say any names, but there's just certain actual famous people who are hoopers. Mm, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like we got to, we ever get too many of those. You might get one or two. I right. saw some clips of Richard Jefferson. That yeah. was hilarious. That was. Funny. Other than that, I don't care about Friday night that much. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. DK Metcalf was dunking everything. Oh, I did see that. Yes, he, I did. Every you chance he, he got. You saw he got drug tested. Oh, really? Yes. You know what? I almost made a joke about that, and I was like, they wouldn't drug test him because of the a celebrity game. Yes. So if you saw, he had that fake commercial where, like, I, well, they're saying it's fake, where he like jumps up and catches. Yeah, the ball. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So then he was dunking the next day, and they literally said he put up a screenshot of the NFL saying, "Hey, let us know where we can meet you tomorrow for your drug <laughs> test." <laughs> so yeah, hey, he man. he was actually one of the ones. He he could get up. He could actually hoop a little bit. So yeah, yeah, definitely. That w- that was fun. Um, and then I guess we can get into Saturday. We much had more the, interesting. Uh, yeah, the skills competition. The three-point slam dunk contest. Uh, any opinions on those? Did you? Yes, were you let's get into it. Why was Julius Randle in the three-point competition? Yeah, that was weird. No that one knows. <laughs> that was really now, weird. Now I will say he's been shooting well the last couple of weeks, but not great enough to be in the three-point competition. That That's was funny. hilarious. I thought that was funny. Uh, Dame Lillard, shout out to him. He said, and this is a direct quote. He said, "I." In the second greatest shooter of all time behind Steph Curry. He said that not too long ago. Mm. And so he continues to prove it. Props to him. And with the skills challenge, it makes no sense to me why we have to watch people who are not that skilled in the skills (laughs) challenge. And I love Giannis and his brothers. I love these rookies a lot of times. But why are they there? If we're going to do a skills challenge, I want the Kyrie Irvings, Steph Currys, Trey Youngs, CP3s, I want people with skill, like, you know, guard qualities out there. And we didn't get that. 
But I'll stop there. Let me, let, let, what's your opinion? Because I don't want to get to the dunk contest after I hear what you have to say. Um, no, I agree with the three-point contest. I thought it was funny. I was obviously rooting for Jason Tatum in the three-point contest. And he kind of did what he does in like actual games. He starts off like just brick after brick after brick. And then he got super hot at the end. But it wasn't enough. You know, he wasn't consistent enough to to make it to the next round. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny because it's kind of like kind of went with like how he plays the actual game. Um, obviously, yeah, Dame true. Dame is lights out. Tyrese Halliburton had a good first round, and then the second round was just awful. Um, yeah, so I thought that which was is predictable. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, shooting threes is just tough to do, especially what? like to be consistent with it. Yeah, that's true too. I just really feel like he's a good example too of why they got to stop trying to change everyone's shot when they come out of college. Yeah, because a lot of times with enough reps, you can be a decent shooter. But yeah, he did really good. I mean, I think it was a good weekend for him overall. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. his stock went up big time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad he got to get some like national attention on him uh, because he's a really good player. Um, so yeah, and then uh, the slam dunk contest. Yeah, let's get to that. That's Nige called it. He called it uh, when we talked about it. He said Mac would win. Yes. And so. as Stephen A. Smith said, and many others said, they had the running joke all week. White boys can jump, and they're not lying. You know, he <laughs> honestly, I, I think people went too far when they said he saved it. But I would also, I also have no problem saying that's the Best one we've seen since Zach and Aaron. He mm-hmm. embarrassed a lot of those guys. It's well-deserved. And Mac won the dunk contest, and he did a couple things that I really like. He embarrassed those players. He, a G-leaguer won the dunk contest. I mm-hmm. fully believe, though, because uh, somebody, Draymond Green, was it Draymond Green or Kenny? Somebody shouted it out. They said Ja and Zion, they're really scared to face people like this. I believe that 100%. I don't care what so? no bro. I don't know if I agree with that. There's more downside than there is upside. So yeah, you think like, oh, I'll smack him. But if I lose, if I lose, that's a lot of embarrassment for me. And you they're scared. So? Oh, bro, I think they're. I, I think, don't think there's that much stock in the dunk contest like that, bro. Why won't nobody do it then? Why don't you have just, any stars doing it I just for don't years? Think, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. This is an excuse that I buy and I don't buy, like the whole getting hurt thing. There's a possibility of getting hurt. Um, I think that's what they hide behind. I don't think that's the real reason. So what's the real reason? I just don't think. I just don't think they have any incentive to do it. Like what? What's the point besides pride? Like, I'm a, yes. you're a good. You're good at doing tricks in the air. Yes, you know? and exactly. And if they lose, there's more downside than there is upside. Think about it. They 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 do it all the time, bro. If you watch Ja and his pre-game warm-ups, he could get injured in his pre-game warm-ups dunk, trying to dunk. And he no, does absolutely. Incredible dunks. So a lot of it has to do with with that. I feel like they're afraid. I don't think any amount of money can really help it. A lot of people say put a million dollars in the center court, say winner gets all. Well, all your young stars, your Anthony Edwards, Zion's job, they already signed max contracts. They don't need that money. And I sent this to you, Jeff. Remember I sent you that the NBA, for those who don't know, they tried to years ago have a dunk contest with a million-dollar prize between LeBron, Kobe, Vince, and Tracy McGrady. And it did, they wouldn't do it. Those four wouldn't do it. And yeah. why? They, they don't need the money. It's just it's too much downside. But – 
he's an incredible dunker. And I got one more thing for you too, Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right, so check this out. I didn't realize that when Vince Carter won the dunk contest, there was no dunk contest the two years previous. See, I forgot about that. See, they had gotten rid of it. And then the following year was a lockout year. And so when he came Mm. back, there was a lot of hype. And he just, I mean, he did more than deliver, right? Mm -hmm. Gave us the Mm -hmm. best performance, I believe, of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think they're going to have to shut it down for a couple years. I think they should shut down the dunk contest for a couple years. Mac is the only one that's willing to do it. He's he was amazing. He was great. But who in the NBA is not afraid to go do it? There's somebody we don't know. He was the most famous person in the dunk contest, and he's in the G League. He's played four NBA games his whole life. And he was the most famous person in the dunk contest. It's time to shut it down. At least for like two or three years. Because at this point, I enjoy watching the three-point competition most years than I do the dunk competition. And I think it's a little pathetic how nobody will step up to the plate and do it. Um, Do you think losing the dunk contest is more embarrassing than like shooting 15 bricks in a row in the three-point contest? Yes. Yeah, sometimes I think they, you know, shooting can be, oh, I was off. Oh, I can. I had a couple of bad shots. I mean, that's embarrassing too. Any of these things can be embarrassing, but with at least with the three point shooting contest, there's like ten people going at it, and you're guaranteed that somebody's gonna have a bad shooting performance. It's not as big. It's something about the dunk contest that it just offers you not as much reward. Like they they they're afraid of it. I'm. T- I think they're genuinely afraid I, of it. I don't know. I think I I would rather not. I'd rather risk myself like. I'd rather not embarrass myself by just clanking threes one after another <laughs> than I'd rather save myself from that than losing a dunk contest. Like, for example, Zach Levine, I've said this before. He's not I'm not a big fan of him as a player, mm-hmm. you know, and at no point have I said, but he's won two dunk contests, though. You know, it's not it's not like that to me. There's no. Oh, like, no, no, no. But we give him props for that. A lot of people do give him props. I know, for but that me, performance. No, yeah, no, that's nice, but I just feel like it's not relevant to anything really as a in your legacy anymore. But it's the you star. Know? Here's the difference: the dunk contest is the star event. It's a reason. It's the last event of the night. You know, as much as we love the three point shooting contest, we we know that the average human, a lot of guys on the street can shoot threes. I mean, that's. You see little kids, 11, 12 in AAU, all they do is shoot threes. But it takes a special skill. These are the best athletes in the world to go up and do dunks that we have never seen before, to do things like that. And it's the prime time. This is where MJ did it. Kobe did it. Vince Carter did it. But did Mac do anything you haven't seen before? That's a great uh As far as like dunks I haven't seen, mm, I feel like I haven't seen... The first one and the the last one we've seen. I feel like I haven't seen the first one off the, the bat or behind the bat. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, know, which, was that, which one was that one? Uh, he jumped over two people. He hit the backboard. Oh, and he, he tapped it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, now, was to your, nice. that was nice. To your credit, to your credit, Jeff, there are not a lot of dunks that we have not seen. Yeah. But it's something that you have to have a certain amount of flair and personality. And these guys think no. that that means a lot of times they got to roll out. 
you know, and dunking some Tims and have some artwork on the floor. We don't care about that. I just kept seeing memes about Cole Anthony getting yeah. 30 in the Tims before doing a mediocre dunk. We don't care, bro. No, I will say I did like like uh, the Jose Alvarado stealing the ball and then throwing it off. The, like stuff like that's cool. Yes, that's the dunk bad. wasn't that great. Like it was a, a regular dunk. Um, I do feel like, uh, what was his name again from the Pelicans? Trey uh, Murphy. Trey Murphy, yeah. I think his first his first round dunks were better than his second round. They were. Um, so that was a little underwhelming. I was hoping he would put a little more pressure on Mac because Mac just ran away with it. Mac put on a show. Um, he did a great job. All the dunks were impressive, especially because he's he's smaller. He's so too, everything, man. yeah, everything looks better when you're smaller. And uh, he really has ups though. So that made it fun. That made it fun to watch, and I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like there was I just I just kind of wish there was somebody else to put a little more pressure on him. I know? agree. I mean, think about it. If if they really had one where you had some prime time guys in there, you it doesn't matter. Steph Curry can be in the three point shooting contest with Dame and Clay. We're excited, but the dunk contest is something special. You know, we've seen special, and I think we're always on the edge of our seat waiting for another special performance in the dunk contest. It can really put you just on a fame level. It's, and it, I mean, you think about for Mac, people may not know this, but his career earnings are about a hundred and six. I think it's a hundred and six thousand yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. And and just winning the dunk contest, he won a hundred thousand dollars. So he doubled his career earnings with four dunks. Props to him, you yeah. know. But a hundred thousand dollars means nothing to Zion. You know? Right. And I, right. I, he said he might do it next year. If he does it next year, I'd be very very shocked. Yeah, <laughs> if he's even, like, healthy enough to do it. Yes, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so um, I guess moving on to the the main event on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> big yawn, I guess. Me, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sleeping over here. <laughs> big yawn, I guess. But I'll let you go first. How do you feel about it? Um... Uh, I think general consensus after the All-Star game was that it wasn't very fun to watch. I think the the most fun part, and this isn't even me being biased, was watching Jalen and Jason go at it. And I feel like a lot of people enjoyed that and was were hoping that like other players would be like, ISO, like, you know, just call someone out and let's go at it. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna, you know, make this a fun thing, like let's let's make it some sort of competition, you know? Like even if it's just one possession, let me go at you. You know, that would have been cool to see. Um, but other than that, it was just just a lot of you know. Jalen Brown said it was a glorified layup line, and I completely agree with him. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. One thing I don't like that I saw is people were saying that it wasn't bad because Giannis, LeBron, and Steph didn't play, and it wasn't bad. No, it it wasn't it wasn't good. Sorry. Okay. Okay. It wasn't good because you know obviously LeBron he only played what the first. The, yeah, you heard his hand. Yeah, they played like three separate games or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the, he played the first one. He didn't play. Giannis only played that one first possession. And then obviously Steph is hurt. Um, to me, if people who are saying that, then obviously you just don't like basketball. Because if that's what it – like these guys are going to retire at some point. So is the All-Star game just never going to be fun again? Like I don't – you know, I don't know. Um, but uh, obviously for me, I did enjoy watching JT win the – all-star mvp that was cool i saw a lot of people try and discredit it because like there was no defense and i'm like 
I mean, that's kind of the point. That's Wh- every year. Whoever takes the decides to like take over and like they win it. So that's just. I mean, this isn't that's anything new, year. guys. You know. But I know there's like a Jason Tatum hate train. And I, I just accept it. Um, but yeah. So how, how did you feel about it? Let me just say. Um, <laughs> let me just say. I just don't think there's that big of a Jason Tatum hate train, except for Boston fans feel that way. Anyway, that's not important. That's not important. No. I don't know. If you read Instagram comments. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Twitter's the king, right? So anyway. Yeah. So Mike Malone, who was the Western, uh, the West Conference, the Western Conference coach for the All-Star game. This was his direct quote. He said, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a great weekend with great players. But it's the worst basketball game ever played. That was a direct quote. <laughs> All right. Uh, he, he said, uh, I don't know if you can fix it. That was his quote. So here's my problem. All right. That was pathetic. No one cares anymore. Um, the live draft with LeBron and Giannis was actually more entertaining than the game. Uh, there was 126 three-pointers taken. Six players over 30 points, including Jason Tatum, who had 55. Donovan Mitchell had 40. And Jalen Brown had 35. Mm -hmm. So, no defense played. And what makes me upset is I watched a whole summer of Pro-Am games. Of LeBron going to Pro-Am and Chet Holmgren and all these NBA players showing out. And while they, they were scoring like crazy, there was way more defense in those games. Here's my other problem. If you go in the summertime, many of you, if you're big NBA fans, you may watch the UCLA runs that go out in LA uh, where a lot of the NBA players go. They play harder in those games than they did for the All-Star game, which I find completely disrespectful (laughs) to a fan who's just weak. I mean, I'm not going to be funny. Fans pay your salary. They pay your salary. Uh, fans are the ones, if they don't show up to the game, you make no money. And yet, they couldn't even act like they wanted to play defense. But here's where I stand, Jeff. I do not blame the players. I do not blame the players. I blame the media, and I blame the fans. Uh, I'm with you. I don't know where you're going with this, but I think I'm with you. Okay. You're not going to agree, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're going to agree. I think, and and I was waiting to say this, and somebody on Fox Sports beat me to it, and I was kind of upset because I feel like they they got to it before I did. But we live in a culture where only one thing is important in sports, and that's rings. We have started every debate, doesn't matter what, and it's not an MJ LeBron debate, but we ring count. It does not matter. You're only good if you have a championship. Chris Paul can win for all these years, but you're not a winner if you don't have a championship. Carmelo Anthony can win in college and lead teams and score 30, but you're not great and you're not a winner if you don't have a ring. And the players know that. They understand that this whole world we live in is only about rings. That's why they don't show up in the regular season. They barely play. They have a headache and they're not playing. It doesn't matter. They don't care about the regular season. Why would they care about the All-Star game? It doesn't even make sense anymore. It does not make sense. So I believe they understand the concept that as as much as the fans want to see us, 
You will discredit me for everything I do. doesn't matter if I score 30. I can do this, that, and the third. But if I don't have a championship, if I don't play to that level, it doesn't matter. And that's the world we live in. And I think they know that. Why would they care? They don't care. And Adam, um, what's the commissioner's name, Jeff? Adam, Adam Silver. Adam Silver, thank you. I was about to say Adam Scott. But Adam <laughs> Silver, he's a part of this. And he, he, makes it, he makes it known that he's okay with it. That it's not a problem. And that's my issue with it. It's it's not just them. They understand how people are going to rate them and think about them. And they just play accordingly. Because no one's going to do anything about it. They're going to get their millions. They're gonna, they are gonna they just cared about being announced as an all-star. Not actually playing like one in the all-star game. And I find it a little disgusting. I have mixed feelings about that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the all-star game is just an exhibition game. Whether you win or lose is no, you don't get anything out of it, right? Um, and that kind of goes into what you talked about. You know, like if you win a ring, you're a winner. If you don't, you're a loser. Um, am I mad at that thinking? Not necessarily. Because, I mean, you play in tournaments all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't you don't celebrate when you come in second place. But it's different. I also don't get paid for this. There's, there's also, I've played in what? a quadrillion tournaments, but I... There's if there was a score, you know, I've won. I tell you this, there was a year I've played in leagues where I've averaged the most points in the league, and I was proud of that. That was an accomplishment. But it's true, people don't care about it anymore, and it's trickled down to this. To this, no, no, no. But what do you? But what do you care about when you play in those tournaments? Do you Um, care about whether you won? Would you rather average ten points and win, or average thirty and be the leading scorer and lose in the second round? No, naturally, you you want you would rather. No, well, let me change that. Naturally, for me and the teams that I've come up with, I rather average ten and win. But if I'm being honest with you, and with a lot of the young guys coming up, they rather average thirty and lose. I, I mean, I don't care what they say; they'll try to tell you they want to win, but they're more obsessed with their own stats and standards. That is the truth. Right? No, of course, of course. And but I say all that to say, so don't you? Doesn't that make you agree with the? The sentiment that it should be about winning? No, not like, it is about winning. That's the ultimate goal. You should be praised for that. But you should also be praised for the journey. And you should be praised for, you know, think about it. I'll give you a good example. This is an example for me. Allen Iverson took a, a team, the 76ers, that was not that great. And he went to a finals where the L.A. Lakers were about to go 16-0. He won a game. So he took a team all the way. Allen Iverson was not no 6-7 small forward. You know, it should count. It should be, you know, it should be praised how he took a team there. That should count but I think on it, his I record. think it is, though. I think it we, is praised. Yes, but we don't really do that as much today. And I think they praise it a little bit. And nowadays, I feel like that narrative has kind of been thrown out. You know, Luka took a team to the third round, but nobody really cares. What's the narrative this year? You know, what are the Mavericks going to do to get him a ring? Because at the end of the day, no one's going to care unless he's unless he gets a ring. That's so, the honest truth. So that, so here's a question for you, and we didn't talk about this, so apologies if I put you on the spot. What is a winner to you? Oh, man. I think that's a that's a debate for a long day. You know, I have I have a ranking. So I believe you can be a winner without a championship, but you will not be a champion. And I think the greatest argument for a person in this case is, is Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the best argument to this case because you see comments. Many people have strong feelings towards Chris Paul that he is not a winner because he, they, and they, this is their argument. 
He has choked in big moments and he has been injured in big moments. And so there are cases he is not a winner. But when I look at somebody like Chris Paul, so you mean to tell me that an individual player that every franchise that he's gone to, they have a career high in wins. There's not one team or one franchise that he didn't go to where they did not get better. He's a winner, but you know what he's not? He's not the next level. He's not a champion. He's not a champion. I look at Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley led a team to the finals. He might have, at that point, been top two, top three in the league. He wasn't better than Michael Jordan. He was a winner. He just wasn't a champion. And I think there should be levels to it. But some people feel like if you don't get a ring, you're just not a winner. And I think that's kind of disrespectful to people's legacies. I think the problem with a like a Chris Paul or a James Harden is just the fact that, not the fact that they came up short, but it's just how they came up short. It'd be one thing if they went out like battling, you know, and they just lost. Okay, the so, team was just better. So but, you like, name me one James player Harden that doesn't Chris have a Paul, ring. James Harden and Chris Paul just like went out ugly, you know. Name me one play. Okay, well, losing's ugly for everyone. No, no, but no, no, you no. Name but it's there's a the, obviously there's no good way to lose, but there's levels to it. You, you know, name if me you one if you drop forty points in game seven and lost, you know, then it's like okay, you you re- you showed up and you tried your best. But if you're going like 0 for 7 in crunch time and you're nowhere to be found, that's like, I don't know. Okay, you know? no, that's, I mean, that's valid. But name me one player. Now, I've already said I think they did it back a little bit early. I think they did it with AI and some of, but name me one player of note today that we feel that way about. Um, I, I, would, think, I would say Luca. Luca has never had like a, a stinker. His career is too early, though. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been around long enough for, East, for us. But to I mean, I'm saying in the in the time that he's been around, though, I think he's shown like I'm going to show up every night, you know? But I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's I'd have a, to, that, I'd have to really that's think about it. That's one I would love to hear for people to, all y'all who are listening, I would love to hear your voicemails on what do you consider a winner and what do you consider. Yeah, basically, what do you consider a winner? Is it you have no rings? Is it how you go out like Jeff said? Because, Jeff, that's a good point. You know, if you're not showing up for multiple games in game seven, that you know, or, you know, close out games, that's yeah. a valid point. But, you know, here's my thing. You have a lot of guys who play great in game seven, but they were horrible game three, four, and five. You know, so at, it's kind of subjective, yeah. I would say. But I would I think love it just, to hear When it matters people. most, do you show up? And I guess in, like, in the finals, every game matters. Mm-hmm. So that that's tough, but I don't know. Kobe I, had horrible closeout games, right? Yeah. But he wins rings. We don't really care. We yeah. don't care. So I don't know. Yeah. Goes back and forth. Yeah. So I guess to wrap it up, All Star Game was a miss this year. Um, and maybe we just need to lower our expectations on it, or don't watch. Well, that too. Well, actually, <laughs> what's funny that, that since you mentioned that, um. I saw something that said Sunday's NBA All-Star Game averaged a combined 2.2 rating and 4.59 million viewers across TNT and TBS, making it easily the lowest rated and least watched edition of the game. The previous lows were 3.1 in 2021 and 22 and around 6 million viewers in 2021. So clearly the All-Star Game has already been on a decline. The 3.1 rating is also low and then now it's at a 2.1. So clearly the people are just checked out. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um the 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 biggest part is getting the casual fan to watch. And I think that All Star Games kind of becoming like the Pro Bowl. People are like, it's not real. 
They're just out there messing around. I'm not going to waste my time. You know, I'd rather do yeah. something productive. So that's true. I mean, I, I honestly sometimes I remember last year. You know, you know, I will say we did get a really good one maybe three or four years ago when uh, they first instituted the Kobe rule. Um, that was a really good one. Uh, but sometimes it just this was just embarrassing. I just don't understand how you can't play a little defense. But I mean, <laughs> a little bit, bro. Like. A little bit. Like, just don't let him run past you and go to the... Like, I just... Oh, man. I really feel like it was so bad that any one of us could have been out there and survived for 10 minutes. Do you think checking threes. Do you think they should do the All-Star game after the season? Maybe after everyone's, like... Ooh. You know, maybe after everyone's kind of over the season, everything is done, and then it's like, okay, maybe we can make it, like, a cool pickup game. That's solutions. Know, just one night only. I, you could do that. I'm not really against that. I just know, like, whoever's in the finals is going to be exhausted. You may have to do it like the Pro Bowl. If you make it to the finals, then <laughs> you don't play. Right, right. Um, I think I, they used to have it where the winner of East and West, that, you know, the Eastern team won, whoever made it to the finals got home court. Is that how it was? Yeah, they used to have it where whoever won in the All-Star game. So I know that's a thing one. in baseball, but I didn't remember. I didn't know if that was a thing. In yeah, but I think that's been gone for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, how do you not play for that? Because at the end of the game. I it, mean, if you're a mellow ball in the All-Star game, you're like, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, great. You play second quarter, brother. You're not coming <laughs> here in the fourth. This is uh, Katie, Giannis. Uh, this is LeBron time. This is for Steph Curry. This is for all the people who think they have a chance. Y'all go in the game and close this out because that's important. Yeah, that's, that's important. I, I don't know. That's a good, but, it, like, but it would have to go back to East versus West, obviously, because yes, yes, um, it wouldn't work in the current format. But, but uh, it is. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. It 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 wouldn't work. But it it would be intriguing. If I'm, if I'm Steph on Giannis's team, I'd be like, I'm not trying to help you out. Like, oh. Uh, no, you know? absolutely not. No, so, absolutely not. But I would love to see like next year if it was Steph, Steph, Luca, LeBron, KD, and like Joker fighting the East to get home court advantage for who could make it to the finals. I mean, that would be that'd be crazy. Yeah, maybe I mean, it makes it a little interesting. I think I just feel like we'd be excited going into it and then just play the same exact way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one true. thing I noticed. Uh, cause it was it, who was it? Was it Reggie Miller and Candace Parker doing the game? Was it was it? I know it was Candace Parker, but was it Reggie Miller too? Doing uh, the game with her, I can't remember who the the third like person was. I thought it was was Draymond Saturday night only. Yeah, I think that was Saturday night. Yeah. Okay, so I think it was Reggie Miller then. Because I feel like they were kind of waiting for the game to turn up, and like there was a few instances where they would be like, oh, you could see the intensity picking up. You know, and I feel like they yeah. were trying to keep the us, the viewers, engaged. And I was like, it's not picking up. It was just one possession. Like, you it's know how not... boring that is as an announcer? Like, yeah. and a layup, and a yeah. layup, and a three. Oh, half court. And half court. <laughs> like, no one cares, man. <laughs> we don't care about this game yeah. at all. And the, we don't care. The players don't care. Mike Malone was over there trying. He, went, he said he was dying. He, he didn't want to do it. You know? Yeah. I think there's a he was mic'd up, and I think at one point you could hear him say, "I want to call a timeout so bad." <laughs> He's like, "This is just not good basketball. Like, we need to fix this." They play harder in practice. My thing is, how do you play harder in practice than you do in a game? Because it all, I guess, it just all goes towards something. Where the the All Star game doesn't have, 
You know, there's no incentive, so I don't know. Oh my goodness, bro! It's your job, bro. It's your job. You I get mean, paid to do this. I think. Uh, I don't know. I could argue that their job is to play for their organizations. You know what? It, you know what it reminds me. No, your job is to play. You play for the NBA. You you play for you you work for an organization where you don't get paid enough to work for the whole corporation. But you when you get paid millions, you work for everybody. I don't care. You're an NBA player. All right. We need some effort. That's ridiculous. You know what it reminded me of, Jeff? You ever go to the court? You go to the gym? Everyone who plays ball, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the last game of the night. There's literally like maybe 10 people left. And they're yeah. like, hey, guys, hey, one more. Let's run it up. One more. You're like, ah, oh, man. And you okay. instantly regret it because no yeah. one's taking it seriously. First game, nobody runs. You're like, why am I here? What? You, know, I you probably home. never even finish, end up finishing the game. You're like, no. you know what? Let's just go home. Someone's going to get hurt. And they'd be talking like, let's go to 21. And then after the first bucket, all right, let's just go to 12. Let's just yeah, go to 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all obviously not trying to really play today. It's it's time to go home, bro. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, man. So that that that's the all-star game. Um, but we did want to also get into a big time, a potentially big time, for good or for worse, pickup for the Clippers. They just uh, after Russell Westbrook got bought out by the Utah Jazz, um, Russell Westbrook signed with the Clippers. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm happy for Russ. I I really do love Russ. It was not a good fit in L.A. I think. Oh God, I, I'm sorry. I just have to say this. I think the the thing that's really bugging me is you got all the LeBron haters, and I don't want to say old heads. I just want to say people who don't like LeBron, who. I'm seeing it all over, um, you know, the internet that are like trying to say, well, when Russ plays great uh, for the Clippers, we're oh no, I saw somebody say, now we're gonna see who really was the problem, Russell or LeBron, and I was like, that's the biggest hating comment of this world. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> that's I'm like that doesn't even make sense. All right, two reasons: one, Russ is going to a better team. The Clippers roster is extremely better it's filled with shooters so when Russ drives to the basket and he kicks out he's he's actually throwing to like guys who can really shoot like Paul George and Eric Gordon and Robert Covington and Norman Powell guys who can really shoot he's gonna play really good over there with the Clippers there's no need to uh blame anyone it just was not a fit in LA Russ actually played pretty good I feel like for the Lakers just for that amount of money it was not Excellent. Right. That's, but, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. But he's going to play good with the Clippers. I don't care. What he, I think he's going to play good. I think they actually have a shot to come out of the West. A shot. Um, but um, you just really can't. I don't know if you can put too much stock into the Clippers as a whole. Or you know, They just had too many fails. Yeah. That's the problem. I think the biggest thing for Russ. I agree with you. I think it can really work. Because I think Kawhi has been asking for a point guard, and they need someone who's a passer, and Russ can do that. I think the important thing for him is keeping those turnovers down, um, and just playing within the offense. You know, just knowing picking your spots. Um, I know Paul George is really recruiting him, so he has he has the backing from the team. You know. They they wanted him to sign with with them, so that's a good sign. It shows that he's wanted. So just go in there and have fun, you know. I know okay. Russ is big on that. Just have fun, and I think it can be it can work. Now, don't get me wrong though. I do think it could be a disaster as well. 
but I lean more towards it'll be successful. So, a couple things. One, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <clears throat> For those who remember, you may remember that night when it was 1 o'clock in the morning when Kawhi signed with the Clippers and Paul George was signed that night. What many forget is Russell Westbrook, him and Paul had come to an agreement, I guess, to leave. They were going to leave. And he tried, Russ tried to get with Kawhi to go to the Clippers and create their new, you know, duo. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi did not want to play with Russ and turned around after that phone call and called Paul George and said, I actually want to play with you. So I'm like, well, that's an awkward conversation. You know, yeah. that's just elephant in the room. So Paul George went to bat for Russell. And yeah. I'm sick of people always trying to act like nobody likes Russell Westbrook. Everyone likes Russell Westbrook. He's just a hard fit on the basketball court. Don't believe these narratives that he's a hard guy. To ha- no, I don't believe that at all. You know, all his teammates love him. They all get along with him. Uh, Patrick Beverly, who was supposed to be his biggest nemesis, is like his best friend now. I don't want to hear any of that nonsense. Him and KD are cool now? They're all cool. It's not really that hard to be cool. The only person I still don't think is cool with Russ is Reggie Jackson. And that's Reggie Jackson's fault because you were never anywhere close to <laughs> Russ. All right, let's just get that out the way. Um, so I find that that's an elephant in the room. I, and it said that they gave him a specific role. I would like to know what that role is. Is it as a starter off the bench? What are they specifically asking him to do? And the biggest question is, well, is he going to finish games? Because it doesn't. Who cares if you start him at this point? It really matters if you finish him. And they don't have uh, a a great guard roster as far as like actually pure point. They have Bones Highland as we mentioned, um, and I don't think any of us love Bones for a championship team. But they right. just have an abundance of wings, and they, I like Zubac. And so I think Russ is going to fit well because you're just asking Russ, who is top ten in assist of all time, to do what you've been doing this whole time, right. play. Play basketball, pass to open shooters, and they actually have enough defenders on that team to help him because he's not a great defender. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um <laughs> it can be bad, but I think I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. I think it always helps when it's a it's a situation where both parties want this to happen. You know? But was it both parties or was it just Paul George? Uh, that's what we. That's what we don't know. I don't think it's happening if Kawhi's not on board, though. I think Kawhi is. Kawhi let Paul George make this decision, and I feel like Kawhi went in there. It was like, if you mess up, Russ, I will have you cut. I'm not. I really feel like, and I love Russ, but I feel like Kawhi was like, I'm not playing with you. Like, I only show, Kawhi was like, I only show up for one part of the year, and that's the playoffs. I don't care about anything else, which he don't. He's been playing great the last couple of weeks, but Kawhi don't care about nothing but playoff basketball. Right. He said, if you mess this up for me, you'll be gone. And we'll see. So, yeah. You also, you brought up uh, Reggie Jackson earlier. What do you think about him signing with Denver? I like that signing. I do like that signing. Uh, and, okay, it goes to the point we talked about not too long ago when we were saying that you don't win because of, you were saying there's not too many impactful pickups at that are buyouts. buyouts yeah and it goes to the point that you don't win because you win because of your star players but you can definitely lose because you don't have anybody to support them 
And and all these things like a Reggie Jackson, as much as you know, we he gets on my nerves a little bit because of the whole Russ situation. Um he he's a better point guard than what Bone for a championship team than what Bones Highlands is today. Smarter decision making, better shot selection. He's a better uh point guard for that team. I, I don't think he's gonna start, but he's he's gonna give them productive minutes, I would imagine. I think that's a really good one. I think the Heat getting Kevin Love, um, I think that may prove to be better than what people think. That's just a theory because I he he's injured. Ugh. He can't play no defense right now. But he the reason if you watch right the now, stats, he's never been a defender. And if it's locked down Curry now, though, he locked down Curry though in that game seven. Anyway, <laughs> no, he, that was a good he that was a good possession. If anything, just, be good for the most important possession of the series. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just think he might provide shooting. I think he he had a thumb injury, and many people don't his shot. So he couldn't hit a shot for about six weeks. Yeah. So when they took him out of the lineup, it was just so much better for Cleveland because he couldn't shoot. So hopefully he's healed up and he can be on Miami and be productive. I think a lot of these guys give you valuable minutes sometimes that you just need to let your stars rest. Same thing with Terrence uh, Ross going to the Suns. You know, some of these things may just be valuable minutes. Well, yeah, that's that's how I feel about, like, um, I know Will Barton just got bought out by the Wizards. Where you going? And, uh, uh, well, apparently there's mutual interest between him and the Celtics. Nothing's official, but that's just a rumor. And obviously, like I said before, I don't think buyout guys make a huge impact, but I think he's good for the regular season. You know, uh, you rest um, Jason Tatum against the Pistons. Will Barton can hold you down, you know? So stuff like that is where I think those guys are valuable. Um, I do think... Reggie Jackson and Russell Westbrook are more on the premium end of a buyout, you know, like even you guys, you guys signed uh, Danny Green. That's a nice pickup. I don't think he'll play like a lot of minutes in the playoffs, but he's he's a good, uh, you know, he's he's won a championship Mm. or two, I guess. Right. So, I mean, uh, I think three was it two with San Antonio. Uh, Wait, didn't he win with the Raptors? Oh, was it with the and Raptors? They, yeah, I think he's got like he's got a couple championships, bro. That's true. And then he won with the Lakers as well. So, um, yeah, no, Danny Green is he's he's championship uh, experience in the. Oh, locker he's room. got three. So, yeah, one with three, the Spurs. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's got three. Spurs, Raptors, Lakers. Uh looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's a good pickup for, for just for just for that reason alone. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see how these buyouts turn out. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. But because uh, here's the thing, you got to think about it. If you're in a, let's say you're in a crunch time, game three, Devin Booker, who's been injured a lot, has a um, a hamstring injury. It's 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 so valuable to have a Terrence Ross who can go off for twenty, maybe if he gets hot. Right. Right. Maybe right. right? Or Will Barton if something Jalen, you know, Jalen Brown has a face injury. He's playing now, but what if he misses game three and he. And Will Barton's there to start. I trust Will Barton over I do like somebody who you know who's not playoff tested or not yeah. a veteran. You know, so some of those yeah. guys hold value. Especially I think about the Cleveland teams that won rings. We had Richard Jefferson on the bench in some games. He didn't play at all. But if Richard, you know, if it was a small ball lineup that the other team was playing, Richard came mm-hmm. in. That's valuable. So it's not that they win you a ring, but you can lose from just not having the depth on a team. So yeah, I can agree no, with that. Sure. I can agree with that. Um. So I guess moving on now to the Hawks, 
they finally <laughs> fired their coach. I, I'm really surprised it took this long. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know if this is a stretch, but I think the Hawks might be the most disappointing team so far this season Ooh. with expectations. I mean, I'm not that surprised because my Hawks agenda has been going according to plan. Um, but I feel like the expectations were a lot higher for them. Man. That's I'm trying to think. Is there anybody more disappointing uh, than them? I think we all kind of thought the I would maybe throw the Lakers in, but we knew their roster was horrible, so probably not. And right. they're really only a couple games out of the fourth seed, so maybe not. Um, I I would say between the uh, the Hawks and the Bulls, I would say are just completely disappointing. We never thought either of them would make it to a finals, but we just didn't expect them to just have more losses than wins at this point of the season. I would say I'm not surprised by the Bulls because after the Lonzo Ball injury, they've just been really bad. And even when they were play, I, I saw some stats. Even when they were playing well with Lonzo, their record against good teams was really bad. Still, mm, so that's true. So, um, that's just one of those things. But I think I don't know. Sometimes I feel like is it a coach thing? Are the Hawks bad because it's a coach thing? Me personally, I never thought that DeJounte Murray and Trey Young were really a really good fit. And I don't know. I feel like we're learning some things about Trey Young as well. Wait, wait. And here's the thing. I will admit, I don't know yet. Are they a bad fit or is the roster not built? Because here's the thing. You can have two stars, but have you built the roster around them the correct way? Right? And that's why I think they're always trying to trade John Collins. For those who don't know, John Collins has been in trade rumors since 1955. All right, like he literally every year, like since they drafted he was him. Born. Yes, like I am not playing with you. Like every year when he was in college, they tried to trade him. In middle school, when he was on the middle school team, they tried to trade him. Like he's always been in trade rumors. So I think they know their roster is just not complete. Like they have to do a better job, and I think they have the right like. Like, concept, like, they do have Capella at the middle, and they do have some good um, wing players, but they're not the right players. So I wonder, is it just the coaching's bad and the roster doesn't fit, or these two guys are not going to work together no matter what? And sometimes you just really don't know. Are they? And here's the other thing, too. Are they, gonna, are they willing to sacrifice enough? I mean, I'm a Cleveland fan. You got Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell in the beginning of the season – you could see some games there was a struggle because is it your turn or my turn? Who runs the offense? So it's, But you got to sacrifice. And the question is, will they do that? Right now, they're in the eighth seed. Um, I got to be honest with you. I still find them to be a dangerous playoff team. If you have two guys that can basically take over games, they just won't get that far because overall – they're probably just not a good team, but they still, I would consider them a little dangerous. I wouldn't want to face them in the first round. I think, I think my only problem with that, like, sure, they could be dangerous, right? But we have how many games left in the season? Like 23, 24, something like that. Not a little over 20, right? So for me, I look at that and I'm like, if you haven't figured out who you are yet, are you really going to do it in 20 something games? You know, that's what worries me. Mm, that's true. You got to show me something, some semblance of like cohesiveness. And I haven't seen that from the Hawks. Obviously, like you can't turn things around, right? Like the Celtics did it last year. They got off to a rough start and all of a sudden they turned a corner. But they did. They started doing that in late December. 
not February. You know, so things like that, I'm like, I don't know. That worries me, but um, I don't know. I just, and you mentioned Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. I think that's a little different because although they do play with the ball in their hands, their games aren't similar. Whereas DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, I feel like their games are very similar. They're two playmaking guards, and they're best when they're getting their teammates involved. I've never seen Trey Young play off the ball. I've never seen him do off-ball cuts. That's not what he does, you know? He's like the, it's like a Russ and LeBron type of situation. You knew why that wasn't going to work, and I felt like that was the same thing in Atlanta. So that's kind of how I feel about the Hawks, and I just feel like uh, them firing their coach was a, uh, uh, you know, he was a scapegoat. Um, but yeah, and it's like he was the same coach that took you to the third round. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. so. Uh, but hey, I will give you props. You said it like two months ago. Like Nate McMillan, you did not believe in Nate McMillan at all. Um, so well, you know, hey, the Hawks need to come up with something. I think the bigger question. I, I think I'm gonna be so annoyed this summer when they start to do those uh, Trey Young to the Knicks rumors and stuff is he gonna request <laughs> the, the trade oh we start seeing him on like these uh nba pages on instagram he has a lakers jersey on oh my god yo i would be <laughs> heated bro i'd be like how why why would they trade him don't even make sense like but it's coming and, and i'm gonna tell these players now you if you do want to go somewhere you better request a trade now before they uh do that new bar um uh, nba bargaining yeah, agreement CBA, because, yeah that might yeah, be they go for some, some people <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna play. I, I can definitely see them throwing in there like if you sign a new contract, you have to you cannot be traded for three years. Something like that I can see coming. Yeah. Which would yeah. be very interesting, I will I will admit. But all right, so let's get to um we had a new we have a new topic. Uh we know we've been doing voicemails. Naj isn't here, you know, we're saving for he's the king of it all. You know, he runs he runs the pod better than yeah, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but while Naj is not here we can have a new segment. What's it called, Jeff? What are we doing today? Today we're gonna do contenders or pretenders. So we have uh we're gonna tell you some teams we think are legitimate contenders, and then another set of teams who may seem like contenders, but they're probably pretenders. That's so good. I don't know if you want to start it off with your uh let's start off with the pretenders. The pretenders? Okay. Do you want me all three? Or you want me to just give you one at a time? One let's go one for one. Let's go yeah, one for one. Let's do it. Let's do it. First pretender I have is the Memphis Grizzlies, who gave us <laughs> so much hope. We thought they were going to be the new Detroit Pistons, uh, bad boy basketball. And yet all they are is Dylan Brooks hits people in places he shouldn't. He's fighting people. He's not. I can't stand Dylan Brooks right now. John Morant, who is a superstar, can't carry this team. JJJ, good player, good player. But I'm not can't falling into this. Yeah, can't stay healthy. Cannot stay we out like of foul Bain trouble. Too. We do like Desmond Bain. We do like Desmond Bain, but they're not. They're not winning no ring. You know what? They're, I had I had them on my list too, and I think I just get a sense of like immaturity from them. They act like a team. I, what did Dylan Brooks say that they're a dynasty or something? <laughs> like they talk a lot for a team who hasn't accomplished anything. And I know we talked about earlier about you know what makes you a winner, but they haven't really done anything. And they need to act like it because um, it's just a lot of talk from them, and I think it, I think it just gets them in trouble. And 
I don't think people understand. Like, if you really like basketball, you want to like a team like Memphis. You know, for all the people mm-hmm. who say, like, the NBA soft and stuff, I want to like Memphis. I want to like a team that's rugged and, you know, but here's the thing. If you're going to be, like, uh, the, what's the villains of the NBA? Yeah. You have to do one thing, and that's win. You got to back like, it up. You have to play the role. You can't just be like, oh, we we about that life. You know, we're, we're here. We'll go against anybody. And then what did Josh say? I'm not worried about the West. Yeah. And then... You're losing. I think they they lost like five straight games recently. Yeah. Honestly, I I want to like them, but I'll tell you right now, if the Lakers make it in, I would take the <laughs> Lakers over Memphis. I take Denver over Memphis. I take Clippers over Memphis. You I take, take the Warriors Suns. over Memphis. I take the Warriors over Memphis. <laughs> you know, like the only team that I think they beat was probably the Kings. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, if I'm looking at uh, the Western Conference, so yeah, man. Uh, let's go, uh, Capital P Pretender. Yep. Who you got? You give me second one since we had the same one. Um, I got the Sixers. <laughs> and why, sir? I just, I just I, listen, man. You show me who you are, time after time. I'm gonna start to believe you. And Joel Embiid and James Harden in the playoffs have not shown me that they can get it done. So, okay, so they've won four straight. They're only three games back of Boston, only two and a half games back of Milwaukee in the third place. They will come in third, which means they're going to have to go through either Milwaukee or Boston in the second round. I think the problem I have with Philly too, because I have them going to the third round. That was my initial pick uh, when we started the season. Is they have so many pieces, and I don't. I think there's two players that are not going to give me what we need, and that's Tobias Harris. You know, he's like to me the difference maker. If your fourth best player can can score over twenty, that's a difference maker in a playoff game. I don't think he's going to give it to us. Same. All he's right. too inconsistent for me. Yeah. Yes, he's a, he's too inconsistent, and Maxi is coming off the bench, which is kind of weird. I wish he was starting, but I think I it's think, just because he's coming back from that injury. And that's what I'm eventually. waiting to see. Because for you to take it to the next level, you need all four of these guys to be great. Not good. I don't care about good. Great. Mm-hmm. That's James, Embiid, Maxi, and Tobias Harris. Right. May not be possible. I agree. May not be possible. I agree. Who did you have? Who was your second team? All right, here we go. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. Ooh. The Denver Nuggets, to me, are pretenders. And they don't have the playoff. Listen to me, they have some good playoff runs. They had one good they had a good one in the bubble, but if you remember, Jamal Murray was carrying that team. All right. Joker, it can happen again. It, it, oh, it can. But it won't happen this year, I don't think. First year off the ACL injury. Uh-huh. Okay. It's not that I don't believe in Jamal Murray. I believe in Jamal Murray, just not yeah. off the ACL injury. Right. Um, I don't think they have the playoff experience, and I think, I think they actually need to be worried. So when I look at the West, uh, again, I'm looking at the West. I think there's a couple teams that could take them out, and I think they have to be careful of who they face in uh, the first round. Because I'm not. I'm, I know this is crazy. They don't want to play the Lakers in the first round. 
Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> if there's one person who actually gives uh Joker problems in the West, there's only one player, and his name is Anthony Davis. I'm I'm not playing with you. It's, I'm not saying that the as a team, I'm just saying there's one guy who actually gives him problems. It's Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. And I don't think if they got past the first round, let's say they get past the first. I still got the Clippers and the Suns over them. Easy. If the Warriors were healthy, you can't tell me they ain't got a chance. Interesting. So, capital P, brother. Attendance. <laughs> okay. Who you got? So for my next, my last team, I have the Mavericks as pretenders. Well, you only gave me two, though. No, I didn't. You gave me Memphis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's three. Okay, yeah. so Memphis, Philly, and who's the third one? The Mavericks. That's an easy one. That's a cop-out. No, it's not. They don't play I no feel, defense. I feel like people love them. <laughs> I feel like people think. I feel like people think they're supposed to be, you know, legitimate contenders. But I just don't see it. I just don't think they play enough defense. Yeah, that's just. I don't know. I don't see it happening. All right, so I got one for you, <clears throat> and there's a reasoning behind it. It's not that they're not a great team, but right at this moment, and I reserve. My right to change my opinion. <laughs> the Boston Celtics are pretenders. <laughs> the Boston Celtics are pretenders. There are only five coaches in the history of the NBA who won a championship as a rookie coach. All right? Five. It's very rare. Now, I'll be honest with you. I believe in Jason Tatum. I believe in Jalen Brown. I believe in most of the players on the Celtics. But all I've heard from Celtics fans all year is that their new coach, he's not good enough. And you have to not be... Not for me. Ex- yeah, you haven't said that. I will admit, you haven't said that. But I've heard that from a lot of Boston fans close to us. Especially to from, from our brother Austin, if he's listening. Austin, I know he's been complaining about this coach since day one. Okay? But my thing is, I do not believe he is... A good enough coach to win you a ring in year one. I believe he will be good enough as the years go on. I believe he will be great enough as the years goes on. That the Celtics will actually win multiple rings in the future with with this core. But it won't happen this year. It will not happen this year because he needs to be playoff tested. And he hasn't gotten to that point. I can see them making it to the finals. I just don't see them winning it all. I don't think they can win it all. And the only reason I would say they can see them making it to the finals is because if they do, the East isn't as deep as we think it is. There's only four teams that are really good. The Cleveland, Sixers, Boston, and uh, the the Bucks. And really, Cleveland's on the top end of the second level. So one injury to Milwaukee, who Giannis already has a uh, a wrist injury, and Middleton's been in and out of the lineup. It may not be that hard for the Celtics to get back. But when you have to face those teams in the West, some of them coming out, I wonder if he has enough in his bag to make those adjustments in game. I got him on the pretender. Capital P, pretender. Okay. Um, so You're not I'll... mad at my argument. No, I am. Um, <laughs> but... I'm going to move to the contenders, and I'll use Boston because I had them as a contender. Okay. Um, I feel like I get what you're saying. I just don't think that's a relevant 
argument just because one the core has been the same for like four or five years four five six years they've been they've played together they've been battle tested and all joe Missoula has to do is play those guys he doesn't have to make many adjustments those are the guys he's rolling with no matter what so to me there's like no adjustments to make you know what i'm saying so that's one Two, he was a part of the team. He was on the coaching staff already. So he's been there. He's seen it. Obviously, it's different being a head coach. But I think the Celtics have, outside of the, the Bucks, they have the most experience in the East. So to me, I mean, if they make it past the Bucks, I mean, they're contenders in my book, to be honest with you. So I, I just that's just how I feel. I think Joe Mazzulla is a great coach. I know he gets a lot of criticism, but I think there's just a lot of expectations on the Celtics, and I think people wanted them to go 82 and 0. So whenever they lose, <laughs> it's like a big deal. Um, like I've seen people say the Celtics are inconsistent, which is funny because it's like if you have the best record in the league, then how inconsistent does that make everybody else? You know, so. I kind of go back and forth with that. And I think uh, certain people that watch the Celtics every day, when you watch a team every day, you are very aware of their weaknesses, right? Like, I know yes. I know the Nuggets are really good, but I don't watch them every day, so I couldn't tell you their weaknesses. I can assume some of them because I'm familiar with all the players and how they play, but I can't tell you, like, every single night Aaron Gordon does this, and if we lose, it's usually because Jamal Murray did. Like, I can't tell you that because I'm not staying up late to, for those games to watch them. Um, but I do watch the Celtics every day and I know their weaknesses, but obviously their weaknesses aren't that bad, you know? So that makes me make think that they're a pretender. I mean, a contender. They've, uh, they've shown who they are. Uh, they went to the finals and they haven't missed a beat since then. Um, I think up to this point in February, you kind of figure out who a team is. So that, that makes me think they're a contender. I'm not mad at any of that argument. I mean, that makes complete sense. I, I, it's not that I don't believe I, it's just that. I, I believe in really being battle tested. And you have to be battle tested. That's the same thing I have with like that's how I knew Memphis would beat Golden State last year. They're not yeah. battle tested. You're not if you're not battle tested, you're not winning those games. I mean, that's just right, right. straight up fact, right? So, okay. So just to counter that, I on my first team as a contender, I do have the Bucks. It is I, I, I do worry about their health if I'm just being honest. But the Bucks won the championship two years ago, and if they had Chris Middleton Last year, we have a valid argument to say that they would have made it right back to the finals last year. Do we not? No, I agree. Yeah, okay. So, uh, for me, they're a contender. They won, I think they won over 10 straight uh, coming into the All-Star break. The yeah. only thing I'm worried is Giannis has a wrist injury. That's a little worrisome. But they got Jay Crowder on that team now, too. That's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting little change. I would like to see that having another three or do player. So now you have two guys on the wing who, oh, wow, three, because really you have Drew, Giannis, and Jay who can defend. I don't think Chris Middleton is a bad defender. And Brooke Lopez is really, a, remember, he was leading it for defensive player of the year. Right. Dude, that's like, that's an amazing defense. So in the, in the, um, postseason i see a lot of teams really struggling with them they are by far to me really the leaders in the eastern conference right now and it's just and honestly it's just a two-team race um that's how i I feel i was gonna say i agree with you uh, with the bucks being a contender um i think there's like you'd be silly not to say that they're a contender 
mm-hmm. and it is a two man race. I mean, it's that's the only team that scares me in the East, really. You know, yeah. like so. Um, yeah, the Cleveland's not ready. Sure. Cleveland's not ready. Don't worry, Cleveland. We're well, coming. Yeah, so that's where I think your argument is valid. What you said about being battle tested. It's a new core, mm-hmm. right? And it's a uh, a coach that's kind of you know he's like, okay, this is my core. Let's figure this out. And it's hard to figure that out in a year. Even though he's not a rookie coach, he's like, you know, he hasn't been battle tested yet. Whereas the Celtics, even though the coach hasn't been battle tested, those guys know. Yeah, they know what they're doing. You know, they've been there, done that. You know? And I think we're being very cheated if we don't get a Bucks Celtics. You know, oh yeah, we need that. I, I did have we Philly going pretty far in my original projections, but at this point, we would be cheated if we don't have them going. Like that's yeah, just gonna that. be yeah. For sure. The West, we have multiple massive matchups that would make it interesting, right. but uh, we'll see. Um, okay, so you have you have Celtics and Bucks, yeah, so far, right? So my second team, I hate to say it, but is the Suns. The Suns are actual contenders, and. And I don't like it. I don't like saying that. But it's just the truth. Uh, Kevin Durant has, again, walked into a perfect scenario. Oh, you know, here we go. He's not allowed. Situation. Kevin Durant is not allowed to play on a team that does not have two Hall of Famers. It's just against NBA rules. You know, he it was his first time since his rookie year he didn't have two Hall of Famers on his team. And literally for four days he couldn't take it. And he complained and said, get me out of here. I want to go to the team that went to the finals two years ago and had the best record in the league last year. And, again, he's just in the perfect situation. And they have to be a contender. And they should, if we're just being honest here, they should win the championship. I don't care that they only have 20 games to figure it out. I don't agree out. with that. I don't care. You have... Three Hall of Famers and DeAndre Aiden. I don't care. You should be winning. This team, just like I don't you agree said. With that. Okay, so let's just go off your, what you just said, right? You told me the Celtics are battle tested. I know, I know the Suns haven't played together yet, but you have a core of Aiden, Booker, and CP3 who went to the finals. Now you're adding Kevin Durant, who is easily the best player of all time when it comes to you can put him in any system and he just automatically just fits he just fits he's that good all right mm-hmm. but again this is it's automatic they, they should make it if they don't this will be just as big of a disappointment as when they didn't win in new jersey i mean i'm sorry in brooklyn well they probably should have just stayed in new jersey because they were that trash but anyway <laughs> it's just the truth bro they're they're contenders they should be contenders and i don't want to hear that oh their bench isn't deep enough that ain't true Okay, they lost value, valuable, valuable, valuable pieces. But they kept a lot of their core, and they added a couple decent pieces, and they should make it. And if they if they lose, this should stain all of them. And I love CP3, but this is a stain on him if they don't win this year because he may not be there next year, and that's the honest truth, with that $38 million contract. Right. Um. I only disagree with that because I haven't seen them play yet. I'm not saying they can't be a contender. Um, I de- I definitely think they're beatable. Um, I think the Celtics or the Bucks could definitely beat them. I wouldn't say it was like it would be a sweep or anything like that, but I could. I would be see very them. happy. Um, but yeah, I just can't. I can't say they're contender. That's why I didn't make them a pretender because I do think they could get there. But um, yeah, I I have we have to see them play to be honest with you. And they have over a little over twenty games to get it together. So, um, it will be interesting though. It will be interesting. And health is a is a big deal. 
Those are three very injury prone players. I hate to say it, but it's a it's a thing that has to be considered. So Jeff, let me ask you this. Kevin Durant doesn't win a championship in Phoenix. What are we gonna say about Wait, does it have to be this year though? No, 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 no. Because they're there, oh. him, and Devin, him and Devin Booker are there for multiple years under contract. Yeah. What is tell me what that means. Um yeah, that'll be a failure for sure. I mean the the Suns gave up a lot to get KD. That's a we're trying to win a championship move. So if they don't make it happen, yeah, it's a failure for sure. How big of a failure? It's a pretty big failure. <laughs> Does it does it move him down? I mean, I mean the Nets. I mean, I think the Nets is already kind of a stain on his on his resume. Oh, I mean, oh, for sure. Easy. Even though even though those the those three guys barely played together, so we didn't truly get to see what they would you know their potential. Don't matter. Um, nah, it does. It does matter. Nah, failure. <laughs> it's a failure. <laughs> yeah, it's a failure for different reasons, though. It's a failure for different reasons. It, um, okay. I think it's more of a failure on the Nets part because it's like we made. We moved mountains to make this happen, and look at what none of them are on our team now. Listen, but Kevin Durant makes me sick again. He walks in two two Hall of Famers, another great player in Aiton, who's a number uh, one pick. He doesn't have to be the leader of a team uh, because I mean, has yeah. LeBron ever won without two Hall of Famers? No, I'm not saying that. But That's what I'm did. saying. I mean, so wait, what, wait, wait, I mean, listen, listen. Here's my argument. We... This goes back to the argument we had before, though. The journey counts. I've seen. Let me give you some examples. I've seen Allen Iverson drag a team to the finals who said, hey, this is my team. I'm doing it. LeBron's done it multiple times. He's dragged two, I would say, two teams that should, two? Yeah, two teams that should not have been there to the finals. I saw Luka Doncic last year on a team that I, I like I like Jalen Brunson make it to the third round and beat the number one team in the Western Conference who had the best record. You know, there are some we do put respect sometimes when you see a player they you don't But I saw KD I saw KD be one uh shoe size away from taking down the Bucks. I mean, I've seen that. James Harden was hurt. In the Kyrie wasn't round? playing. In the second round? I mean, he was playing by himself, and he took the best team, the team that won the championship that year. He uh, first of to all, the, to the Kyrie last... didn't get hurt till they were up like two one, and all he had to okay. do was win two games, and he couldn't even do that. All he had to do? Are you kidding Man, me? Against the, the championship, okay. Kevin Durant ain't never been a leader. He's not a leader. He's not better than LeBron. He's not better than you can't Curry. pick and choose when it matters. You can't pick and choose when it matters. What do you mean pick and choose when it matters? He did it. He did it. He did what? He did what? I watched KD. He show was, up every night and BKD and take the championship winning team to the last what however far he could take him. And I watched Kevin Durant be the worst leader in sports, where he had a team of multiple All Stars and multiple Hall of Famers and won one playoff series. He has more trade requests again, with the Brooklyn Nets than he how does many, playoff how many, series. How many how many how many games did he play with them though? Failure. How many games? You're right. Failure. It is a failure, but not for the reasons that you're saying. So why is it a failure? Because because they didn't play together as much. No, this is a yeah. Stand on his no, legacy. they didn't play together at all. This is his legacy. <laughs> That's that the stand problem. On. They didn't play together at all. This is his legacy that stayed, Jeff. This is this is my problem when we try to compare players. Sometimes being a leader has to count in some fashion. But who are who's who? What level are we putting KD on? Like we made our top ten list. He wasn't on anyone's top ten. I mean, if we're just being realistic, he's 11 to 20, 11 to 15 of most people. Yeah, no, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So everyone's aware of that. But, I mean, to say he's not. 
Here's I mean, the problem, though. When he wins another ring with the Suns, which I personally, I think everyone thinks is realistic, and Chris Paul's the leader, and Devin Booker scoring 25, and Aiden scoring 20, he just gets to sit around and not be the leader and score his points, and then we go, oh, he's oh, he's creeping into the top 10. Oh, he's better than this guy and this guy. But those guys were leaders. Those guys led teams. They yeah. led just, he, he, they uh, led teams, and yes, he's the he, he's gonna be the best player on that team because he's Kevin Durant. But his workload is not the same, bro. It's not the same. But, again, but you just said that LeBron won with two Hall of Famers too. So like, should we discount his success because he didn't no. have to? Was LeBron not doing work? No, I would say that if you look at let's take LeBron, let's take Kobe, let's take some of those guys. I think they were on the team. They led those teams. It was no doubt that they led those teams. They were the lead. I think there was no doubt who was the leader of those teams. Yeah, but in a I lot mean, of cases. but I mean, and I think KD, problem, KD was the best player on those Warriors teams. I said leader. I said leader. And when you think about the Warriors teams, what he's that? the. I mean, <laughs> you don't think that matters? You don't. You honestly ask yourself. You don't think leading and and being the driving force behind a team matters in some facet. I'll tell you how you know it matters. This is why you know it matters because Kyrie Irving wouldn't show okay. up to work. Okay, is Draymond a great? Is Draymond, a, is Draymond a great leader? Well, I think Steph Cur- Stephen Curry is the best leader on that team, and it ain't. Close. No, no, no. But is, I think Draymond's. I think Draymond's is Steph a leader? leader, or is he just a great basketball? player? Oh no, Steph is beyond a leader, and I can tell that. I, Steph, I don't know if I agree with that. Oh, he's I'm not saying leader. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's, he's not. He's the driving uh, force behind the culture. That's leading. How? What does he do? What does he besides do? play great basketball? He shows up and plays great. To me, that's a leader. You show up every day and do your job. And KD wow. does that. No, no, no. Steph Curry. Steph isn't giving speeches and telling people, "Let's go." Blah blah blah. He's not. That's not. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, that's that, Draymond. That's what saying, he lets Draymond that, roll. That that's run. what I'm saying. Steph shows. Steph. Steph leads by example. He shows up and plays good basketball. Every he plays the right way. He does what he's supposed to do, and he play. He's a superstar, night in and, and night out. To me, that's what being a leader is. Okay. He's not, he doesn't cause drama. He doesn't cause drama in the locker room. He's a he's a good. His teammates love him. To me, that's being a leader. He's yes, a professional. You, there's different. And, and, there can be different types of leaders. Okay, you know but I, I think KD is that same type of leader, though. No, no, no. KD is not a leader. We already know that. You know, KD said. I what, don't what does Steph do lead. differently? What does Steph do differently but from your, what KD does? Your argument falls apart because Kevin Durant looked into a microphone and said, "I don't want to lead. I want to play basketball." That's his words, Jeff. He well, said yes, that. but I think he means in the a, a Draymond Green type leader, where he has to be rounding up the troops and say, "Let's go, guys. Get get back on." D-. He's like, "No, I'm just gonna show up and I'm gonna lead by example, the same way that Steph does." That's what I think Steph no, does, and absolutely. that's fine. No, what no. what do they do differently? Think, what do they do differently? I think what I love about Steph Curry, just to give him props, because and oh thank goodness Nodge isn't here, because I don't want him <laughs> here. I don't want him hearing me giving the Warriors credit. But what I love about Steph Curry, his unselfishness is part of his lead. He he unselfishly allowed Kevin Durant to come into his world. He unselfishly allowed them to do, but while leading that team, he he Again, is the driving force. Hold on, has... hold on, hold on, hold on. He's the driving <laughs> force behind the Warriors culture. We talk about this team and this, you know, and and how good the Warriors culture has been throughout the years. That ain't the front but, office. But yes, it's Steph I, Curry. I'm agreeing with everything that you're saying. 
but it's because of what he does on the court. He's a professional, and he and does what, what he's he supposed does to do. off the court. He doesn't. He's not making extra demands. He's not making trade requests. He works with people. Well, he can because he, he's, he's been in a great situation superstar. for the past ten years. Why would it he? It hasn't always been great though. Wait, he uh, built that up. He built that where it was. They were not. not you I act mean, like they were great from day I don't think one. He, they, I don't think he built it up. They drafted Clay. They drafted Draymond. Right. And they built and they brought in players around them, right? They yeah, brought but, okay. in Andre Here's Iguodala. A question. Here's a question: Could you put Kyrie Irving where Clay Thompson is? And I mean, I'm sorry. Could you put Kyrie Irving and replace him with Steph Curry, and they would be the dynasty they are today? No, because Kyrie is not the player that Steph is, and he's not the leader. Kyrie Irving can go make 26 points, 30 points. Again. Yes, because he's, is Kyrie is Kyrie is Kyrie a professional? Does Kyrie show up and do his job every day? No. But, but Kevin Durant does. Leader. But Kevin Durant does. And that's what Kevin, I'm saying. If that, you think Kevin Durant's no a leader, you got to go back in the dictionary, my brother. Oh he my ain't God. never been a leader. He oh can be the best. But you, you can be the best player on a team and not be the leader. That's evident. We've seen that in history. Okay. And that's the case with Draymond and Steph. No. Right? They're, I think they're both great. <laughs> I think, I honestly, I would Draymond say is the, the leader, Warriors, but I, Steph is the guy who says, I'm going to set the tone on by being a professional and showing up and playing good basketball every day. He's no. not problematic. I, Steph He's, Curry has such an effect on that team, it doesn't even make sense. When you, but when but you Kevin Durant does the, the same thing, though. That's bro. what I'm saying. No. Kevin Durant... <laughs> he has never been... He's, he, you want to know what the problem with Kevin Durant is? He's never been a part of something stable, right? And, and never, whose fault is that? I don't think it's his fault. I mean, the Nets, the Nets situation was absolutely Kyrie's fault. We're not going to act like that was no, KD's fault. No, 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 that no, no, no. absolutely you, Ky- no, Kyrie's no, no. fault. Jeff, if you left your job right now, a stable job, and you went to a company that was falling apart. Oh, no, no, let me change that. You were working with me, the greatest, the greatest partner you've ever had. <laughs> You're working, and you go, and you choose to go work with someone crazy. That's on you. He left Steph Curry for Kyrie Irving. That's on him. Well, because he, you guys wouldn't let him live, so he was like, "I gotta go and that's do my fine. own thing." But we can so to don't judge punish him all, now. No, 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 because he we tried. Can, you, you're allowed to make changes. Everyone loved can, Kyrie before that. No, but we're allowed to Everyone judge you off Kyrie. those changes. No, they Kyrie was top seventy five. No, Kyrie you're was tripping, bro. He st- he. It's the same guy who told the Boston Celtics, "I'm staying for a lifetime," and then was gone. They didn't. Y'all didn't like him in Boston, bro. Yeah, but when he went to Brooklyn, Brooklyn fans were like, nah, it was just Boston. Boston is... We all did the same thing. When he no, went from you Cleveland, were we were like, Boston it, was just, Twitter. it was a LeBron and Cleveland You thing. were reading Boston Twitter, what my brother. No, I was reading Nets Twitter. Nets was say, were saying that oh, it, was a, it was Boston's fault, not Kyrie's fault. And then they learned the hard way. That situation was unstable because of Kyrie. And that's exactly why James Harden left, because of Kyrie. Kevin it wasn't Durant. a KD thing. It wasn't a KD thing. Kevin Durant. Look, I'm looking. It's dead in the camera. You chose to go to the Warriors. I hated that move. But once you're there, you're there. So when you eat, when you choose to leave, it's upon you to make a good decision to prove to the world that you're the player that we want you to be and we think you are. You chose Kyrie Irving. I'm so confused you did. by that. But... You told the Brooklyn Nets, you and Kyrie, you followed Kyrie to Brooklyn. Then you told you and Kyrie told them to give DeAndre um, Jordan forty million to fire the coach. You didn't need a coach. You don't. Then you requested trades. Then you said, "Oh no, trade everything we have for James Harden." James Harden comes. Then you say, "Okay, you know James requests a trade out. You give permission for James to leave so you can have Ben Simmons." Then you request another trade. I, I don't want to hear it. You have to accept accountability. 
You're a great player. Top 15 all time. But you're not a leader. You already said you're not a leader. And don't try to defend him. He's not a leader, bro. It's 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 evident. You can be a great player player and not be a leader. We know that. That ex- that exists in this world. That exists. You can be two things can be true. You can be great okay, and not so be a leader. Okay, so I hate to I hate to be this guy, but what makes LeBron a leader? Okay. Let's let's break that down. Yes, I know what you're going to say. The- he shows up to work every day, blah, 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 and he, he gives 110%. I know where you're going with that. Is that what you're trying to say? No, what I'm saying is LeBron is known to be passive-aggressive with his teammates. I mean, he's definitely not afraid to, to leave a situation if it's not working or ask for trades, whether it's him. Well, obviously, he's never been traded or if it's somebody else, right? So to me, that's just that's just normal, especially in today's NBA. That's normal. And I'm not going to act like I'm not going to treat KD any differently from someone else. And Steph is probably the only person who you say has been in a stable situation his entire career. Right. Every other player, like, look at the Mavs. They're like nervous that Luca's going to leave. Right. The I would Pelicans, say he's the only, but he's one of very few. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you can't use the exception and make it the rule. KD is no different from a lot of these guys. They're looking for the right situation. Now, we penalize him because he went to the right situation in Golden State, right? That's like the gold standard for consistency and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? For stability, right? That's the gold standard for that in the NBA. No other player in the NBA has been able to find that. LeBron went to LA hoping to find that, and it's been a disaster since the bubble, right? So... I just don't think KD's that different from anybody else. I think we give him a hard time just because he went to the Warriors. If he never went to the Warriors and his career was the same exact way, um, I feel like people wouldn't look at him that crazy. Like people wouldn't say he wasn't a leader. I think I think we just depend a lot, and it's fine if you don't like him going to the Warriors. I understand it, but I don't think anything else he's done after that has been that crazy. That's just how I feel. I I, I mean I respect it. I really do. I just got a. Uh, I'm in my house recording. I just got that. Uh, why are you screaming so loud? Text. And, and they just don't understand, man. This drives me. <laughs> this drives me up a wall. Uh, I mean, look, you have to for for people to have strong feelings about you. You obviously have to be great, right? Yeah, of course. We don't we don't argue about guys. No, KD that, was the people's champ before he went right? to Golden State, and that's the truth. Everyone was an Oklahoma City fan. I love the Thunder when they used to have back in the day when they had Russ and him and even when they had Harden. You know, I love them. Um, I think I think sometimes I just what really bothers me is people always want to discredit rings and but then we count his rings as if they, they have the, the a greater meaning than other people's like no, I don't believe in discrediting rings. If you want, I don't one, either. I mean, it is what it is. But once you start that, once you start that argument, I don't believe in it. But once it depends. You start I guess it argument, depends which crowd you're talking to, right? Like for me, somebody like a ring is a ring. You won, right? Like the Raptors, they beat the Warriors, but the Warriors were running Boogie Cousins and Steph, right? At the end of that that uh, series, mm-hmm. but Kawhi's a champion. He brought Toronto their first championship, right? So I mean. You can look at it how you want, but at the end of the day, they went home with the trophy. So, I I don't really like to do that, you know. But I don't like discrediting rings. But once you get me down that argument, don't tell me that 
you know, certain people don't count, but KD, oh, he's a two time. You know, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, you, know you can't do that. You, you, okay. you got to be consistent with it. For okay. Sure. And that's you definitely got to be consistent. You got to be consistent with it. And I believe that you are allowed to make changes in your career, but we are allowed to judge you off those changes. All right. But we people are, don't judge LeBron in the same way, though. If LeBron went to Miami, just imagine that world. And him and Wade won one playoff series with Bosch in four years. This man would be fried, bro. Tell I mean, me I'm lying. I mean, if D Wade and uh, Chris Bosh never played, I think they'd be like Le- LeBron needs help. It's like the 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 usual thing. LeBron needs help, right? And he didn't get the help. So I think that would have been the narrative. I don't think they would have been like now if they played every single game and they ended up not winning anything. Then people would be like LeBron did all that. To not I refuse win anything? to believe that. I believe, and this is not my words. This has been on every sports channel for the last five years. This is not my words, Jeff. They've already said LeBron has been the most scrutinized athlete of all time. That's not my words. That is the words of the media for the last five years. Oh, of course. I mean, we live in the social media era. Um, mm-hmm. So everything's like if Michael Jordan was around, I'm sure like, you know, things came right. out about Michael Jordan later in his career. I'm sure he would have been just as scrutinized. The the Michael Jordan haters would have been just as loud as the Michael Jordan lovers. I'm you know? okay with that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He's the biggest basketball player on the planet. So it's, it, I mean, it, it comes with the territory. Um, but I'm just saying, if he went to Miami and they won th- one playoff series, and it doesn't matter how it went, <laughs> and it doesn't matter after, especially after the decision. He's getting fried, and so we, you're allowed to make changes in your career. But you better do something with it, or else we're allowed to judge you off the changes. That's fair game. That's uh, fair game. No, no, no. Yes, I absolutely judge him. But I, like I said, though, I just don't think mm-hmm. KD is any different. Was the Nets a failure? Yes. And him going to the Suns, I don't like you saying that it's a tailor-made situation because the it Suns, is. the Suns haven't proved anything. The it Suns haven't. Matter, bro. It, they, they haven't proven situation. anything. They haven't proven anything. They've proven that they are they are really so, great team. They so not, so LeBron they so LeBron going to Miami was a tailor made situation. I would okay. Here's the difference. The oh, there's Heat a difference. Did, yeah, let me tell you. Okay. Did, did the Heat make? What were the Heat doing the year before? That doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does, bro. No, that so team was Suns, built to go to the championship. No, the Suns. The Suns made the finals two years ago. Okay, what did they do last year? They had the what? The best, the best record, record in the NBA. And what did they have to show for it? And this is how I know you're lying. Because you cracked, when KD requested a trade to the Heat and the Suns, it was you specifically that laughed and said, oh, look at this guy trying to request a trade to the two number one seeds. That were your words, Jeff. Uh-huh. All right? And that was your words. And if you if we told you at that time period that they're going to keep Aiden, CP3, and Devin Booker, you yeah. would have kept laughing. But now, but now, oh, the story changed. Now it's not tailor-made. If it, it was tailor-made a year ago, why are they not the same number one seed? It, it can be because of injury. It it's can not be, because they're not good no more. It, it can be injury. tailor-made. It can be tailor-made. But at the end of the day, you still have, you still have to show and prove, right? Like... Uh, the Warriors, for as much as people make a big deal about the KD Warriors, they only won two rings. The the uh the Heat only won two rings, right? Um, you can talk about the big three Celtics; they only won one ring, right? Like, you still have to show up and be present. And I think the Suns still have a lot to prove, so I don't think it's tailor made. Um, 
And I just don't, like I said, I just don't think KD is much different from any other player. That's the thing. I you talk about KD like he hurt you or something. <laughs> like you took it personally. Hey, if I if if I'm personal towards him, maybe I have the same feelings towards KD that you have towards LeBron. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I like I like I used to love KD when he was on the Thunder. I will I'll be the first one to admit I felt that move to the Warriors. You loved was him when pathetic. he was a loser. It wasn't about losing. I like the process. when he was I, struggling next to Russ, and, and people would have respected him though because he stayed there and he yeah. he struggled. Okay, let's. He was okay, you, and so he so can now, end up just like Damian Lillard. Here's a question for you, and you tell me the truth. They were a three-one on the Warriors in the in the conference in the Western Conference Finals, right? Mm-hmm. If he stays and wins one ring in OKC, just be real. Does that ring mean more than the two in Golden State? Oh, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, so he was. They were building something, and I wasn't mad that he actually left. I wasn't mad he left. You just mad about where he went? Yes, because I remember he was meeting with the uh, Boston Celtics, and I remember thinking, "Oh man, he's in the East with LeBron. That'd be crazy." Yeah. You know, I wasn't even mad. It's where you went. Well, you, I I just and you're tweeted, a reason why you lost. I just tweeted about that. I was like, if KD would have went to the Celtics, he probably still could have gotten a ring, and he could have kept being the people's champ. He yes. could have had the best of both worlds if he went to Boston. Yeah, but no, I get it. I get why people are upset about him going to the Warriors. Um, but I mean, it, it is what it is. Like he he did it and he won and he moved on. And I just don't think I just don't think there's any situation like what he did going to the Warriors. The Nets situation, that team was not as good as the Warriors, and they still had to f- show everyone that they could do it, and they ultimately didn't, right? And it's going to be the same thing with the Suns. They still have to prove that they can do it, and they might not, but they very well could, and we still have to see. That's my point. Nothing is like that Warriors situation. That's like an anomaly. Mm-hmm. That's an anomaly, and I don't like to group it with the other stuff because the Nets are not the Warriors, and the Suns are definitely not the Warriors. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a fact. I mean, oh man, I I just have such strong feelings towards it. But it's you know it's understandable. Kevin Durant is a great player. I just feel like too that leadership is a part of being a great player, and I don't ever think that he was a great leader, and I do not think that he's better than Steph Curry. I'm not even throwing LeBron. We know he's not better than LeBron. He's not better than Curry. I just think and, there's different forms of leadership, and I think he leads by showing up and doing what he needs to do, being a professional. I think when you look into a, a microphone and say, I don't want to be a leader, you're not a leader. <laughs> if I tell you, uh, I don't want to be a pod, I don't want to run a podcast, or I'm not, whatever, I don't want to lead this podcast, I'm not leading this podcast. Again, I, again, I think he meant in like a Draymond sense. Where he doesn't want to be the guy yapping and telling guys what to do. He's like, just let me hoop, let me hoop, and I'll and I'll take you to the promised land. Don't you think that's part of the problem? No, because you know, Steph, because Steph does it, and it's and it works. Don't you think somebody should have said, you know, I and I believe Stephen A. Smith said this on first day. He blamed that. Now listen, Stephen A. Smith has a love affair with Kevin Durant, and even he said. It's his fault for not telling Kyrie, dude, it's time to get to work. It's time to get to work. We got you to work. You don't think he did? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I think he did. I just don't think Kyrie's like, I think Kyrie's going to do whatever he wants. Oh, no. I, I, I definitely do not. I feel like he was like, oh, let him be how he wants to be. You know, Kyrie's an you artist. Think, you think KD was cool with him missing all those games? Not cool, but I don't think he ever spoke up. I do not believe it. You think he should have done it publicly? No. <laughs> 
I'm talking about but, in private. I don't. So how would we know then? How would we, we know? We don't. He should have did it publicly too. That's why some of these guys are really good leaders. You think Michael Jordan? We both had him number one. If Scottie Pippen was doing that mess, you think he ain't saying nothing? Come on, bro. Oh yeah, but that, I mean that's just a person. I don't think Steph would do that though. I don't think Steph would publicly say. I think Draymond would, but I don't think Steph would. Yeah, but I have full confidence that Curry's saying something. Yes, in private. Yes, I don't even think Katie said nothing in private. And I, I don't know. I, That's we'll, something we can't. We we'll, we can't speculate. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. I don't believe it. We don't know. I just think Kyrie's gonna do what he wants, no matter what. And Katie had to learn that the hard way. Sometimes, you know, you have your friend that like I love you, but you just maybe we just can't be. Uh, you know how you can't do business with everybody. Yeah, you know? that's what you tried to tell me, but I still got on the podcast. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is crumbling. You guys just don't know it. Um, know. We're fighting behind scenes. Yeah. I'm not showing up for work. <laughs> not, not just actually like on strike right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we're trying to keep it on the low. Like, oh, you know, he's just he's he was busy today. He's busy today. He yeah, couldn't make it. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're we're arguing over negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> but but yo, uh, real quick, who was your last team? Before we wrap this oh, up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think I had the Clippers as uh, my final team. Yeah, I had the Clippers as my final team. I just think Kawhi is actually playing really good. I have a real I have real doubts in the Clippers organization. But sometimes when you just put their, their roster on paper, it looks incredible. And it's like the seventh year in a row that their roster just feels like it's above everyone else. And I have a lot of confidence in Tyron Lue. And I would like to see with um, with just all the, the Covington, the Bledsoe, uh, Paul George. I mean, they have wings for days, so they're going to be able to defend anybody. And I think they have a good chance. You say Bledsoe? Did you mean Eric Gordon? Oh, I said Bledsoe. Yeah, <laughs> Eric like, Gordon. I was like, Bledsoe is cooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Eric Gordon. Wow, that's funny. I, Eric Gordon. Yeah. I, put, I put the Clippers and the Suns in the same category. Like, it could be scary, but I got to see because there's a lot that could go against them. Yeah, we really just don't know. They're so unpredictable. Yeah, but no, they could. They definitely have the capability of winning it all. All we know is the first round of the Western Conference playoffs is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to be the best. That's going to be the actual best basketball of the entire season, and it won't I'll tell be you close. what, those lower seeds are going to be trying to get into that sixth seed so they could play the uh, – the Kings in the first round. You better. That's the only team that, and it's not that the Kings aren't good. They're just so unbattle tested yeah, 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 that you yeah, feel yeah. like yeah. that's the only team we know that we have a shot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We can sneak into the second round, and then now it's like, all right, well, now we can battle. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So those are our pretenders, our contenders. Let us know if you agree, if you disagree. Yes, uh, please. Uh, I love the the KD. This is like, you know. The 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 argument that'll never be settled. <laughs> yeah, I'll never be settled. It'll never be settled. But this is this is why you come to to listen to us, man, because we give you good we give you good stuff. We want to you know? hear your comments. We want to know how you feel. Please send in the record. I want to know how people feel about is CP three a winner, and how do you feel about Kevin Durant? That's is he what a leader? I know. Is he a leader? I want to know. So we'll yeah. see. Is the guy with two rings a leader, and is the guy with no rings a winner? Ooh. Ooh, let us know. Let us know. But in the words of my brother Nige, with all that being said. (laughs) 
This has been another episode of Bias Aside, your favorite NBA podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Bias Aside. On Twitter, Bias Aside Pod. You can find us on TikTok, Bias Aside. Yo. You can find us on YouTube, at Bias Aside. Mm-hmm. We got shorts. We got reels. We got content. The yes, video's going to be up. The full video's going to be up on YouTube. If you don't want to oh, listen dang. and you want to watch us, we got everything for you. Rate us five stars on yes, Spotify, sir. on Apple Podcasts. Everything, hey, man. Everything. Hey, grandma. Yeah, tell a friend hey, to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, sir. Tell listen. your boss. Tell the yeah. employees under you. Yeah, exactly. Mailman. Send out a mass email to your company at work and let them know to listen to bias aside. Don't even explain it. Just confuse them and have them click on the link. Have them report it as phishing because they're like, what is this link and why am I going to click on it? <laughs> but with all that being said, we out. We out.